Welcome to Hello Easton PA. I'm your host, Mark Nutting. I'm the owner of Jiva Fitness, an author, business consultant, former actor, dancer, martial artist, superhero, musician, and I love to connect with others. This podcast is a way for me to share the stories of the people I meet in my adopted hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania. Hi, this is Mark Nutting, and today I'm here with Susan Kohler of Susan Kohler Couture. And how are you, Susan? I'm great. Good. It's been a long week, but I'm great. <laughs> Busy. Everything got finished this week, so that's well, always That's a nice, that's a nice way to end it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Tell me about what the business really is. The business is basically I sew, and I create, and I design, and I restyle, and I alter clothing for special occasions. Okay. Uh, that did not pigeonhole you into a wedding dress designer, which is how everybody in, uh, yeah. introduces your business to me. And that's where it, uh, I started as what I just mentioned, but this is where the market has taken me. Uh, it's been uh, a very Use, it's a useful way of using my skills and a profitable way and a, um, it's probably my favorite thing to work on. So yes, so I can say wedding gowns are the main stay of my business well, at this, this point. It didn't start out that way, but that's yeah. where it, it's how gone, long have the you demand. Been, how long has uh, Susan Kohler Couture been around? Uh, I started uh, about 12 years ago and I started in downtown Easton in the National Building. Yeah. So I was there previously until I found this lovely uh, space here in the Carl Sterner Arts Building, and which I'm very happy to be here. It is a lovely here. space. It <laughs> is. We're so glad to have you in the building. <laughs> when you did start, were you just thinking of yourself as a seamstress? Uh, was, it, was it more about making dresses or making things than it was about uh, adjusting? Yes, I came with excellent seamstressing skills pattern making, design skills. So I started um, more like a, as a custom designer. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a broad, um, a broad net, I cast a broad net. So I did, you know, I was doing some menswear, some vests, I was doing uh, bow ties, I was doing skirts, I was doing dresses, all kinds of things. Were, were these all? Wedding gowns as well, but casting a wide net until I became kind of known for I guess known for something. Yeah. When you when you did that, were you doing them? I mean, you said custom, so those yes. were on uh, request. Yes. So yes. You're, you weren't just creating stock. No, my drive is very pur purpose driven. Like I yeah. like to know what the purpose of what I'm designing for. Okay. I don't just dream. I I'm not a designer that sits and sketches and dreams of. I mean, I have things I love. I would love to make one day, but the things that ground me are the things that people really need and want. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy, uh, um, I call it a co-creative process when I work with a client. I really listen to them and I really try to find out what what their need is and the occasion and you know all of the things that are required for their comfort and uh, confidence and uh, you know need for the beauty. And yeah. so yeah. Um, I really, uh, enjoy that process. So that's really what it's the more process about. of co-creating. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. great. How did that evolution of making men's vests and, and bow ties and, and, you know, a diverse 
you know, the, the broad, the wide net, as you say. Mm -hmm. How did that narrow down for you? Just bit by bit? Or did, uh, little you, know, by did little. you f yeah. find you were enjoying one area more and started promoting that more? Yes, the wedding. Well, when I was um, in college studying design, uh, I started my roommates and, every, you know, people around me started getting engaged and married. And um, so... I was asked to make wedding gowns way back then. And okay, I was like, yeah. so it's just something I was always doing. I never thought I could make a living out of it. Mm -hmm. I never thought, you know, I thought I would have to do a lot of little things to make a living, sewing for people and designing. But it just, um, wed the wedding wear and the wedding industry just picked up and picked up over the years. And there just became a greater demand for services on wedding gowns and for wedding gown customization, mm -hmm. wedding gown personalization, accessories. So um, I just let myself say that's that's what I love. And I do love it. I do love wedding gowns. Yeah. Uh, well, much. your studio is full yeah. of them, so I'm hoping that that's, there's them. a love there somewhere. No, yeah. it's like the iconic dress in a woman's life, you know, yeah. and to be a part yeah, yeah. of that is just, and it's a happy occasion, you know, so um, what better what better place could I be? Well, tell me about, you know, tell me about their journey when they come yeah. to you. You know, it's not, I mean, is, do they come to you with a dress and need alterations? It's probably both of these things. Or do they come to you and uh, from scratch and just go, this is what I'm thinking? Yeah, I have both. Um, I, right now, it's mostly, I have to say, mostly alterations. There's uh, a lot of our bridal shops have my name, apparently, and are sending people to me. So when they call, it's hard for me to say no. And when uh, someone says, I got my dress and it's too big and I don't know what to do and I think I made the wrong decision. Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, well, just... Let's take a look, you know, and so sure. usually there's a lot, a lot of the anxiety and you see the transformation of a woman when she comes with her dress and it's not quite right because they're getting alterations. So they know it's not quite right. Yeah. And so it's very important that it is. And I understand that. So um, usually after the first, we have uh, usually meet three times. And so the first fitting is when I do all the pinning and talk to them about the dress. And um, and they usually leave there feeling much better. It's quite, <laughs> yeah, quite nice. Good. And when they come yeah. the second time, they're more smiley. Yeah. And so it's it's very satisfying. And it's interesting to see the transformation in people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you say, too, that, you know, the three fittings, three or three yes. meetings. Mm -hmm. And so you have the initial one where you mark it up, mm -hmm. uh, pin it up, and then... Second one is just to see what you... To make sure that it's all adequate, what I've done, you know, make sure the hem is the right length with the shoes. Sometimes right. they change the... Sh all these things become so important, shoes and undergarments and those yeah. kinds of things. And uh, we make sure everything is just perfect. And then then it all gets finished up. And uh, for by the third time they come, it's all pressed and ready. And they just try it on and I make them do a little walk. Now that I have more space, I let them walk the runway for me and yeah. they look all sparkly and beautiful and it's fun <laughs> so it, 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 this just crossed my mind as, yeah. you, as you have them walk the runway yes uh, is this do you find a lot of your clients come with family yes usually their mom or a bridesmaid and some of them come alone and so then I take that kind of like step in a little bit and help them with their decisions decisions or anxiety yeah. or whatever but yeah uh, getting married is a big deal these days apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Yeah. it's expensive I think it, 
Well, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's emotional. Certainly, certainly more expensive than, it's it, a than lot. it used to be, but the, it's a uh, lot. It's always been emotional, certainly. Yeah. I, I guess I, what, the question to ask is is how well this is this. Here it is, me asking. Yeah. How's the transition been from the National Building to uh, the Carl Sterner Arts Building? How are people responding to that? They love it here. They love it. Um, I mean, you've made this yeah, space look few, really nice. It's, yes, you did yes. A nice job on that. They're very. Um, they're the first thing they say is like, "Oh, you have so much more room here," and they always say, "Well, we loved your other space, but this is, this is a lot more." Um, they'll call it New Yorkish or. Um, Sheiker. The oh, other one go. was more um, vintage, old, old school. You know, older looking. And this is more. I guess it's fresher. It's, yeah. Yeah. And so they're really liking it. So, yeah. Now I have repeat um, repeat clients are coming. How that does that knew me? For, and I have to work. remind them. I have to remind them that I moved, even though oh, everything's okay. on the website and everything. I have to remind them, like you know, I'm not in the national. I'm not in that building anymore. And they'll be like, oh. We can't wait to see it. So a lot of people yeah. are asking me, you know, for a, they want open houses. They want want to come see. So yeah. I did post pictures and I got a lot yeah. of people very, they love it. Yeah. I love it. So tell me about repeat customers. I have a good base of repeat customers. Are, um, yeah, all have, in wedding dresses? Um, no, well, no. Well, the wedding, um, people that are in weddings have weddings. And ah. so a lot of Brides that I've had are now in weddings, so they'll come with their bridesmaids' dresses. Okay. Or I'm, I've even have um, brides that I've worked on their wedding dresses, and now they have children, and now they want a christening gown made out of their oh. their wedding gown. Well, I've done cool. that. Yes, yeah. I've Neat. Um, I've done uh, different things out of um, wedding gown. Like that's another thing I do is I take. Uh, it's called restyling. Like uh, a bride will come with her mother's dress or her grandmother's dress. Mm -hmm. And they're all like really funky looking with sure. from the yeah. eras they're from. And they're, they just can't believe that they might want to use this dress. So we use the parts or the lace yeah. or, um, and Something I restyle old. it. And I love taking those apart and redoing them for people. Like that was pretty popular a couple of years ago. I haven't had too many right now, but it's really fun. Now that yeah. now the mothers are calling me and they want robes made from wedding gowns for their robes, robes or some. I someone said they wanted a tree skirt the other day. I don't know, like a I Christmas tree skirt. Yes. I'm like, hmm. well, okay. So there's a big, there's kind of a push to recycle the well, older you know, dresses, and I love that. It's great. I mean, if you're not, if your intent is not to sit there and pass it down to your daughter. What do you so, do with it? Yeah, so exactly. It the These closet. things go in a box and they go somewhere. And yeah. And they open them and try to think of things to do with them. So it's kind of a trend right now. So it's pretty fun. So I have somebody coming next week with a dress that she had a list of ideas. I'm like, okay, oh, well, we'll okay? Pick, I'll let you know what I think. She's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Once I look at the bits and pieces, yeah. we'll see what we can do with that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. With all the alterations that you're doing, those, those things like... Uh, reworking a dress or uh, coming up with something new must give you a better chance of really feeling creative. You know, yes. the alterations in themselves can't give you that same kind of satisfaction. No, they don't. But the satisfaction in the client is the same. So I do get yeah, that satisfaction, but sure. the creative part, um, 
it's just it's a totally different way of thinking too because you're you're building something instead of taking something apart so it's like a different way of thinking like there's divergent and convergent thing like it's a different way of thinking yeah and so it, and actually it's kind of hard it it's hard I have to find myself like where I need for creating I like a longer stretch of time and so when there's a lot of alterations going on it's really it's challenging to find that relaxing time to create and figure out how you want to construct something because each dress is so different especially when it's a custom design like Mm -hmm. i am literally just like figuring out how to construct it and what the best way to do it along the way and it's very uh it's just a different way of thinking but i do learn a lot of construction techniques from the alterations when you're taking something apart you're seeing well this is how they did that this is how they did that seam or this is how they made Mm -hmm. that structure of the seam or this is what they did to make the skirt stand out a little farther, you know, things like that. It's really neat to have both because you're learn. I'm learning from a lot of the, especially the higher end dresses, you can learn some wonderful techniques from. So, and that blends really well with the custom design. So actually my custom design has become quite, I used to want a year in advance. Hmm. Now I can probably do the last dress I did, I did like in four months. So I can get, I've gotten it. I've honed it a little bit with the custom. And and you say four months. So of the time that you spend creating a dress start to finish, is there a lot of trial and error or is it mostly Mm -hmm. designing on paper and and, then whatever you need to do and then coming to the fabric and... We usually start with like an overall, like how we want it to look. Like you have to have a picture in your mind about where you're going. Sometimes that changes, but... For the most part, I know exactly the neckline, the sleeve, the the fullness of the skirt, and so forth. And then I usually start with a um, I start with measurements. I take the the client's measurements, and then I create a muslin pattern. A muslin is a a mock up of the actual just a, a form of their body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then then the design work gets then the the design work is done. After I have a perfect fitting, I'll call it a fitting shell or something like that. And once that fits their body, then I can do anything to create the design. Then I manipulate the pattern. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure how technical I'm getting. No, that's, but... <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's great. It's, it's great but to it's, understand it's the fun process. And it's really fun t- showing the client how this is done because how many people really understand how a garment is designed? Um, now, when they're working in Paris on their couture designs, they're spending hundreds of hours getting the perfect pattern, you know, the perfect design. But I'm these a wedding gown is ba- it's not the most difficult of designs because you know it's a it's a bodice, a skirt, a sleeve, a neckline, and so forth. But it's more about getting the right proportions for the client um, that you're working with, and that's what I I try to do is to make sure that the waistline is at the right place, the neckline's at the right place, everything's right for their body. Whereas when you buy something off the rack, that's why you have to get it altered because none of that really matches up. Yeah. So it's yeah. a different... So as a business, I know that you're you're getting a lot of word of mouth referrals. Mm-hmm. Do you advertise at all or that's completely I'm referral? done with advertising yeah. pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I, well, that's I great. I mean, to get to that base. point is is the dream of it's, business owners. Yeah, it's amazing because I'll get calls from, you know, uh, I don't know, school, 
different people call and want me to advertise in their oh sure yeah whatever it is and I just go you know I really I'm sorry but I really don't need to do that right now I just yeah. don't really need to do that let's segue and find out more about you Susan. okay <laughs> <laughs> okay I know you're dreading this part yeah. but let's let's kick it back uh when did you feel like this was something you wanted to do I mean, have you always well, like since I was five? I was going to say, you know, I, is this something I, you your mother taught you or got you going or um, since you're shaking I was your head. five? <laughs> um, I used to. My mother used to try to make my sister and I clothes for our Barbies, and she was not a very. She was sewing was not her thing, and she used to get very impatient. I used to just like try to help her. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to help, and so then she's like, "Here, you do it." So, yeah, yeah. So she kind of handed over her sewing. She, my dad got her a sewing machine. She made curtains and different things, but it was not her thing. And so she yeah. recognized that I had a different um, pers personality than she did. And she, she's like, you could do it. And so um, I was always supported in that way. I always wanted to, uh, I played dress up with all of my mother's pretty party dresses and even her wedding gown. I think that's how it all started because I can't believe she let us play with that. But yeah. um, I always, we little kids, we had played Here Comes the Bride and dress up. And yeah. like anytime, you know, we wanted to play dress up, all the little boys in the neighborhood would like run away from me because I was like, no, we need to, we need to play, you know, Here Comes the Bride. Yeah, and they the ran away. The they ran away or, from yeah. me every time. But anyway, um, that uh, and just recognizing like when you put something like a dress on or a color or, or high heel shoes or whatever, when I, from where I recognize that it changes your whole persona of yourself. So I was always That's very fascinated yeah. with the psychology of clothing. Like when you put something on that's really beautiful or well-fitted or comfortable, how that makes you feel and how that makes one feel. Mm -hmm. So um, that's always been a lifelong fascination. So were there other things that you thought you would do in life? I loved science. So, um, and I loved uh, outdoors and I, I spent a lot of time outdoors. I, I guess they called me a tomboy in a way. I, I we always played Back uh, in softball day, yeah. in the front yard and um, uh, climbing trees. And uh, we had a creek and I grew up uh catching tadpoles and I love yeah. frogs, my favorite animal and, uh, fishing and ice skating. And I grew up in a very like suburbia, um, setting, you know, just lots of trees and grass and water and all of that. So I spent a lot of time outdoors. Yeah. Loved it. Any siblings? I am the oldest of four. So I have, um, so you I've, led the gang. I'm the oldest. Yeah. I was like kind of the bossy one. They would call me the bossier probably but, <laughs> but um yeah and they're yeah. very close in age but um i have a sister and two brothers yeah and so but okay so you left high school did you, you high school yep you went through high school went to uh uh college yes and you went to design did you say i went to virginia tech um i started majoring in biology i was told that you? you know you're not going to be able to make much money you know as a fashion designer sue and also, you'd probably be a better mother, you know. My, this is my parent. It was, you know, sure. Yeah. I was a nurturer in the family. I I raised like little baby birds and different things, and they thought I was like very, you know, like the brothers and the sisters were all engineers. I was like more of the artsy one, the one that 
you know, would be a good mom someday, basically. So, yeah, yeah they sent me to Virginia Tech. Yeah. <laughs> I studied. I, I started out, yeah, I started out and, in uh, biology, actually, because yeah. I loved, I, in, in high school, I, I, best biology teacher in the world. And I love science very yeah. much. Yeah. So it was like our family is like arts and engineer, arts and engineer. But where mm -hmm. are you going to make the money? Not arts. That's what I was told. And so. So did you graduate with biology? Yeah, so then, no. So then once I started the first year and I, they told me I had to take like organic chemistry or something. Yeah. I was like, and I saw my friends on the hall with the books, this, like this thick. I'm like, yeah. mm, no. So I went over to the home economics college, knocked on the door and said, um, I want to join your fashion design program. And they let me write, you know, it was only after my first year I figured it out. And so I, so I got that, into the home economics like college. Switch. Yeah, it was a quick switch. It was, yeah. And, so, and obviously so it felt like the right switch. It was, it was, um, and it was a serious major. It was <laughs> clothing and textiles. And um, so it was a bachelor of science. So I did have to take all the, you know, the, all the science courses mm -hmm. were still there. I still took chemistry and um, that kind of textile science and things like that. And it was a minor in business. So I had a lot of business courses. Oh. And then yeah. the, kindly enough, the, there was a, a field trip that we took that the design professors took us to New York City for a week. And that's where really I decided I'm going to New York when I get out of here. So I loved it. Where, I loved it. This, so which begs the question, yeah. where are you from? What's that? Where are you from? I'm from Delaware. I'm from Wallingford, Pennsylvania. It's in Delaware County, yeah. Pennsylvania, okay. suburb. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when I... I Going to New York City, and uh, they took us on all these different um, aspects of the fashion design industry mm -hmm. and um, textiles, and I, and I just was like, "That's it! I'm going to New York." And all of my friends are like, "Really? You're gonna really do that?" I'm like, "Yes!" And sure enough, and then I, after I said that, I'm like, "Now I have to go." So <laughs> right. I graduated, yeah, and out. and I moved. I I got all my stuff home, and then um, one of the alums from the program to, that was worked in New York and had a was had a wanted to share her apartment. So I called her and said, "I'll share your apartment." I moved into I moved into her apartment without any job. Yeah. <laughs> I just picked up women's wear daily every morning, and she helped me, you know, look through like what might be suitable. And I knocked on doors, and I just kept going and spent a lot of teary teary times on the sidewalk going yeah. oh my gosh what did I do but anyway finally I got my first job and I had to have like three jobs to make to be able to pay my rent because there sure. was no money in it and everyone wants you to have experience I had no experience so you got a job yeah. in the industry yes yes and two Assistant other jobs were, were two other jobs were one was in a clothing store in the mall because I lived in I didn't live in New York I wanted to but I lived in this uh off the turnpike, Jersey Turnpike in Carteret, mm -hmm. New Jersey, and um, took the bus in every morning. Yeah. And then there was the other job. Yeah, two jobs in the clothing stores. Yeah. And then tried to do some uh, freelance, like, pattern making on the side for people that wanted stuff. It was just, um, it was a lot, but like, it was fun, really fun. So how did you decide to break off and become your own business? Well, I decided that. I always wanted to be in my own business. Didn't quite know what that meant, but I always, I said, I'm going to be in my own business. And um, 
So I did that in New York. My, uh, an assistant designer I worked with, we quit our job. We went to the fabric store, but all this fabric made all these outfits, all these skirts and tops and so forth. And then we were selling them on, we, we would go down Madison Avenue in the uh, boutique area yeah. and go in and show them our things. And yeah, we were selling some things and we were selling, um, then we sold some patterns to a boutique. But then that wasn't, you know, and then we were, um, we were just kids. We really didn't know what we were doing. That mm-hmm. really wasn't making enough money. And then it kind of just fell apart. She started going off with her boyfriend. And I, I was doing, and then I started feeling it was unfair because I was doing all the sewing. So we just kind of split. Right. And then I was like, oops, I think I have to move home, mom and dad. And they're like, come on. So, yeah, I worked, I, I worked in New York for different jobs as assistant designer um, for three or four different companies mm-hmm. just to make more money to, you know. Yeah. And then, um, then I quit all of that to go into this business, business, which wasn't, you know, he had no idea what we were doing. But then I had to move home because I ran out of money. Yeah. So yeah. what, from there, what brought you to Easton? Oh, geez. Um, well, I got, I got married and moved to the Lehigh Valley. And then I had my children. But during that time, I was um, doing sewing, making bridal things out of my home for people that I knew and yeah. different things, raising children. So then I raised children for about, I did that for about 10 years and then decided to become a teacher. There we go. Because I could. We had this conversation briefly <laughs> yes. beforehand. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so tell me about being a teacher. So my, um, my children started going, well, when my children went into elementary school, we were here in the Lehigh Valley. I uh, started volunteering in the schools. I was still sewing on the side, but I couldn't. I wasn't making a lot of. It wasn't like a yeah. prolific kind of thing. There was no way to make money. Right. I mean, either the online sales. No, was and not, none of that was. You know, really, it was. It was called. It was called an in-home business. That was what home-based businesses at the time. That's yeah. what it was called. Women doing these things, and. So then I started volunteering in my kids' school, and I was really enjoying it. And um, I do enjoy children. And I was, it was suggested to me, why don't you just go back for your teaching certification? You already have a degree. They are always looking for teachers. You know? So I did. I went to Moravian at night for like two years, got my cert- teaching certification. And then I student taught, and I got a job as a sixth-grade English teacher Great. after that in my children's school. So it was great. <laughs> and how long were your English teacher? I did that for about uh, nine years. And then I got burnt out. Yeah. And then I decided it's time to go back to the creative side. Although I was a creative teacher, I taught writing and I taught English. And um, every assignment had some kind of art project associated <laughs> with it or a fashion Write about thing. this and, and do a and mosaic. Exactly. You know? It's like if they were, we did a persuasive writing on um, selling a product. I said, you have to design an accessory. So, you know, right. so everyone drew drawings. We had sketches. We posted them all over the class. Anyway, that was the kind I was. And, yeah. and during that time still, I was still sewing. I was still, you know, doing more for myself at that time. Do you, it, your switch there, uh, yeah. you said burnout. Yes. And it was, I mean, it, but at the same time, did you gain more confidence with you having yeah. never given up the sewing or doing that on the side? You must have, you know, had more confidence in your ability to do your own thing. 
Yeah, I knew. Yes. And also I felt because I had worked, uh, the teaching somehow helped me to bring me out of my, it just made me feel more confident in, in public arenas and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, more confident that um, I could create an income, that I could manage manage a household, manage my home, you know, all of those things. Yeah. And um, so, and then um, I also felt I needed to have a flexible, this was the other part of my family life was my father was ill, my, my mother needed help, you know, so I was helping family and my, and it was becoming a lot of um, pressure with, with teaching and it just was a lot. So things kind of just, say blow, blew up or it was it was an infla- a changing point in my life where right. I decided I'm going to go back to my creative side so then I took some savings and um, started living off of that and started going to d- back into offering myself as a designer and as a uh, wedding gown specialist I was at the time so I worked for a little boutique there was a little uh, bridal boutique in Whitehall Mm-hmm. That I was work that I worked I rented space out of, and then I um, then I left that and I looked for my own space and then that's when I went to uh, the National Building. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that was a big step. That was a big investment in myself. Sure, it really, really was. Well, you know, I mean, and, and of course that with entrepreneurs, that's it always takes that leap of faith of you know I can do this. So I'm to step out and take that chance. I mean, and so you know, obviously it's paid off for you. It has. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> so wonderful. What, what do you um, see Susan Kohler Couture in five years? What would you like to see happen? I, well, two things. Because when I started, I had three things. I wanted to become uh, well-known for my skills in helping uh, seamstressing skills. So this is where I am in the bridal, in the bridal world. And, yeah. Um, uh, the second thing was education. Um, I, I was, t- when I started out too, I was teaching, doing some sewing lessons with people, but then I got so busy that I couldn't, I couldn't manage that schedule for teaching. But uh, I do want to, uh, because I have the space here in this art building, uh, I do have a space designated where I'm going to be having um, machines set up and have a space that could be for lessons and workshops or a possible rental of you know the space and the supplies and the equipment that if someone wants to work on a project Mm -hmm. so that's definitely within the five years and I also I if I ever have time I'd love to design some of my own pieces to present um uh, more of a -a one-of-a-kind basis Mm -hmm. wedding wedding wear for sure I was just going to ask wedding wear for sure yeah yeah, I think I could do that. I think I have enough of a presence that people would pay attention to that. I, I do. Good. Great. I would like to do that, but there's so much work well, to be done. <laughs> and, and you seem very busy. I mean, I'll walk by your studio and they'll be, you'll have the little sign on the door saying custom fitting going on. Oh. Uh, uh, e- is this a busy season for you, or is it never not busy? It's it's wrapping up the busiest I've ever been. Yeah. Um, it will wrap up um, between Thanksgiving and um, Christmas. That'll be a nice break. So that's when I yeah. have some planning to do for the following year. But then in January, after you know people sometimes get engaged over the holidays or whatever, so I'll be getting the calls for the spring brides. Right. Um, I even have a few booked already for next year. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. 
-hmm. Is that ahead of schedule? I mean, yes. <laughs> I had to buy a I mean, new book not already. Not even Halloween. I'm and like, you gotta, wait, you know, I need to go buy a book for 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. What have we not touched on? Anything what, you'd like to say? Whatever again? else I like to do. <laughs> well, actually, the truth that, that that getting back to that, that's actually yeah. one of the things I do like. What do you, what do you have for hobbies? Well, it's more Besides honed your grandkids, into my you have, grandkids. You have four grandkids, uh, right? Four grandboys, and grandboys. they are my grandest gift of all. Yeah. And I, I play with them. We play sports. We ride bikes. We do art projects, and all of them will learn. So that's for sure. Yeah. That's well. That's great. That's what I do. Other hobbies? Um, I like to travel. I like to, um, I like to join museums, especially when they have fashion exhibits. Mm -hmm. I go to all of those exhibits yeah. all over. Um, I I like to garden. I like to you know grow thing. I like to see things grow. I like I like to grill. People ask me if I like to cook. Well, cooking. It's okay, but I like to grill. I like to go outside on You're the grill. You're a grill master. I'm a grill master. You know, my friends will say so. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's super. So the, the um, so you do maintain some of your outdoor, you know, from childhood outdoor activities. Yes, still enjoy yes, I passed them on. I, I I feel so good that I have little kids to do that with. Yeah. Yes, oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Any last words? Thank you for having me on your That's my pleasure. Susan Kohler, Couture. Yes. Uh, Sue, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. Thanks for listening to Hello Easton PA. This is Mark Nutting, hoping that you'll stop by again to find out more about your fellow Estonians. Have a great day.